Recently, there was a conversation amongst my friends that it's never a good idea to sleep with a guy on a first date. Welcome to Liberating Me Podcast, the podcast where we talk about love, sex, relationship, and personal growth in the most liberating way. A podcast where you can expect candid conversation and shoot bombs along the way. Welcome back, everyone. First of all, thank you for tuning in. You can be doing literally anything and everything right now, but here you are paying attention and listening. So for that, thank you so much. Recently, there was a conversation amongst my friends that it's never a good idea to sleep with a guy on a first date. Usually because men would be out the door once they got what they want from you, which is sex. Men would think it would be easy or you are easy. Or men would never see you as I'll take you home to my parents' material. So, and on and on about the stigma around not sleeping on the first date. Tons of dating coaches, as well as Steve Harvey, who I follow on YouTube, also did not recommend sleeping on the first date. So I figured I might as well bring someone who's on this journey towards her path of finding her true power, her voice, and making an empowered decision when it comes to sleeping around on the first date. Uh, my colleague, a part-time love-sex relationship coach, and a writer, Layla Bendy. I'd like to share a little bit of a background on how I met you or how I found out about you. And we went to the same um, coaching program with Layla Martin. So you are a part-time love, sex, and relation co- relationship coach and a full-time writer. Is that is that correct? Am I Yes, it? absolutely. So the, the thing is, I'm still working both of both of those new careers are work in progress. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm in the process of reinventing myself and coaching and writing mm-hmm. have been amazing. <laughs> I love what you wrote and you've shared it in our groups that why is it empowering for women to have sex um, on a first date? And I'm curious, um, would you mind sharing more about yourself? What's the reason you end up becoming like doing the love, sex, and relationship coaching, and what made you decide to embody that path? I, I was a, a translator before, so I used to work mm-hmm. for the U- United Nations, and I had a very prestigious and comfortable job, and everything was, was great in my life. And then I guess I had what you could call an existential crisis. <laughs> mm. And kind of, yeah, I kind of realized, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not on the right path right now. And I didn't know what would be the right path for me, but I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. it. So I kind of uh, quit, quit my life, uh, basically, and decided to go on a self-development journey, try to find out what it was that I really wanted to do. Writing has always been something I like to do, but I was really afraid of doing because I was afraid I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be good enough. People wouldn't enjoy my writing, but it turns out that people like it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the coaching, it, you know, you know how it goes. You you follow one door and it opens another door and suddenly you find yourself uh, doing doing that, that great thing of helping people. I've always loved helping people and talking about relationships. I think it's... I still love it now. You know, every time I go to a party or something and I say to people that I'm a coach, they go, oh, what? Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you everything about my sex life or my romantic life. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going getting tired of it. So I think I found I found the right path. 
So, well, thank you for sharing that piece of your journey and how, you know, one door opens to another. And I'm curious, with right now with all of this women empowerment that goes on and a lot of people are trying to navigate or a lot of women trying to navigate the dating space. I found myself having this conversation with my friend how it's not really a good idea to have sex on the first date. And a lot of the dating gurus online and the internet or in, in the United States are recommending don't sleep on first date with men. And it's funny how it's just, it's just a message for women, right? It's just a message for women that don't sleep on the first date. And we really don't hear that message for men that don't sleep with women on the first date. So what do you think about dating gurus who forbid women to have sex on the first date? First of all, I don't think anyone forbids it. I think it's more like a, an advice on how, how you want to be seen and how you want to start your relationships and, and that kind of thing. And to be fair, I think those those people who give that those advice, they don't have bad intentions or anything. I don't think they want to, to necessarily promote like sexism or anything. Uh, I don't know. I have a uh, weird opinions about gurus online, you know, on YouTube telling you what you what you should or shouldn't do if you want to be in a healthy relationship. Because so on the one hand, you have the people who are going to tell you don't have sex too early on, because if you have sex with a guy, then afterwards your vision is going to be blurred. So basically, you're not going to see the red lights, uh, the red flags. Sorry, mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna try to make that person what you want him to be because you will be attached. So that's that's one part of the argument. The mm-hmm. other part of the argument is that, you know, you should play games and you should push their insecurity buttons and make them chase you and make them, you know, see that sex with them is, a, is like a prize that they need to work for. And I mean, both of those arguments have merits, but I think it's, I don't know. Everyone has their different journeys uh, as dating uh, goes. To me, in dating and in life and in relationships, my answers come from my own experience. And I feel that when I try to look outside for recipes on how to do life, <laughs> yeah, this just doesn't apply to me necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are good things that you, you should take from, from the outside world. But first and foremost, I like to learn to listen to myself to see, okay, I've done this when I dated that guy and I've done it again with this other guy. Where is the pattern? Where is my wound around this? Where is where is the healing that needs to happen? And it's less about, oh my God, am I worthy of him? Or, you know, am I worthy of love and that kind of things? It's, it's not so much like that for me. And so I don't like it when people come to to the, the the internet and are like oh if you follow this recipe you will it will work you know you will <laughs> yeah. from dating to relationships <laughs> well that's very true and i'm curious with your own experience is there any positive experience that came out when you um had sex on the first date yeah i i had sex on the first date and then i got married with the guy you know we stayed together oh, no! for eight years <laughs> so i had a it's it's over now unfortunately but yeah for eight years i had a loving committed uh, monogamous mm-hmm. relationship with a man and and we are still very good friends and and it had nothing to do with whether or not we had sex on the first date it had i think 
I mean, my opinion on relationships is that they happen when the timing is right. You know, yeah. divine divine timing has way more to do to do with it than who you are as a person and who they are as a person. Because I think in life, there were times in life when I was really lost and I would have been a big fat red flag, you know, to other people. And then the other time in my life, I was extremely secured and I was in a long-term relationship and, and I was a really good partner to my to my ex, you know. So it's it's not so much about who I am. It's when you meet me, I'm going to be different persons. And when you meet other people, it's the same thing, you know. That's That's very true because when me and my husband first crossed paths, And the reason we found out that we have crossed paths is that I've I've met him formally in 2015, but then when we were looking back on my phone on 20 for my photos from 2012, he found a photo of his dog and his foot (laughs) on my phone, and then he's like, "Oh, that's my dog," and I'm like, "No, that's not your dog. I haven't met you yet." And and turns out he was this guy I saw in the park that I was kind of like stalking to because his dog looked like my dog. And I'm like laughing at the <sighs> owner. And then 2015, but we, we, we didn't know each other at that time. I was just like stalking the dog and he's the owner. And <laughs> Amazing. And 2015 came by. And I think what's interesting is that when we asked ourselves, when we both asked each other, are we ready to commit on a serious relationship if we be able to get introduced formally in 2012? No, because first I was so fixated with my ex and him on the other hand is so fixated with just dating and like playing around and fooling around. And three years later, I'm like, okay, I I guess this is like the universe. And have always have told me that it doesn't matter if it's the right person, if it's not the right time. Yeah, it's never gonna really happen. It's like I could meet a gorgeous woman, and they could be the best person for me. But if I'm not ready, it's not gonna work out. And I think that's very true that sleeping on the first date doesn't really dictate on how you're gonna get treated, or how men will see you, but it's more of how you view yourself and what makes you decide to sleep with that person on the first Mm date. I'm curious for you, what's your biggest lesson learned when you decided to sleep with someone on a first date i i don't always do it (laughs) i would like to i would like to say it as a disclaimer i don't always (laughs) do it just in case my mother is listening Uh, (laughs) no but when i when i do um so first of all i only do it if i'm really excited about the guy really attracted to him if I feel really horny sometimes also because I haven't dated anyone for a long time yeah with COVID it hasn't been easy uh, to to date so um, two things either it was the best thing ever like with my ex you know when we had a beautiful relationship and and we had a lot of chemistry and it was beautiful but then more, most more recently uh, I, I went on a date the guy was on paper absolutely great uh you know he had a good job a lot of passions um he was good looking we we had a nice conversation going and then i decided you know what the hell i'm gonna go home with him so i went home with him and we had sex and chemistry was zero (laughs) zero absolutely nothing and it was just like there's 
there's nothing that he can do or that I can do to change that. I mean, sometimes the first time the sex yeah. degrades, but then it gets better. But chemistry is not about good sex or bad sex. It's it's there or it isn't. Or it's and, it. yeah. And I'd rather, I was happy to know then and to just let him down, you know, easy and tell him I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't see uh, each other going forward and just moving on, you know. And I wasn't feeling bad about that experience like oh my god why did I do that or no it was yeah it was an experience and no matter how charming how good looking how great on paper he was there wasn't any chemistry between us I really have a short-lived experience with dating because after I've decided to open up and dating and not look for anything serious I met my husband <laughs> Yeah, that happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you're not looking, then somebody comes along. And like you, this guy is like physically, he's like my type. He's tall. He's like has good body type. I can feel like I'm going to be well protected in his arms. Mm -hmm. He's really good in paper. His features I love. We really connect conversationally. But we're both on holidays. <laughs> and so, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I, you know, like, I'm not going to see this guy anytime soon or again. And so, you know what? I just want to like test the waters. Mm-hmm. And like you, I was like, wow, there's no, there's no chemistry. And what's interesting is that he thinks we really connect. He thinks. Oh. That we have chemistry. He oh, thinks no. that we're so sync. <laughs> and I really don't want to break his heart. And what I found out for myself, my biggest my biggest learning curve at that moment is that when your body or when my body is not like a full fuck yes, mm-hmm. then it's probably, and, and it's just like, nah, let me just try it. It's probably not going to work out mm-hmm. later on because my body can tell energetically that if, I just want to pounce on it right away. <laughs> then it means it's gonna, you know, there's something there that I have to dig in. But if it's something like, you know what, I we're not yeah, you, each other. in in relationships. You should always be a fuck yes, you know. If yeah, yeah, then then there's no no need to push yourself or force yourself to like someone. For me, the the biggest learnings I had I had from that experience was that when it happens to me, when I'm on the other side of the mirror. You know, when I'm, I go out with a guy and we have a nice date and then we have sex and the next day he's like, I'm sorry, I don't feel like seeing you again. I don't take it so personally. I don't think, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Or, you know, what did I do wrong during that date? Or no, it's just, I've experienced it myself to, to do it and not feel the chemistry and just move on. So I can give the same grace to a guy, (laughs) you know? Well, I think that's a very empowering mindset, knowing that. You know, you went out on a date, it didn't work out, and the guy ended up saying first that, you know, it's not really working out between the two of us, and not take it personally and go in a corner like, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not pretty enough, or he probably said something wrong. And I think it's important to shift that mindset to like, you know what, there's no reason for me to keep trying if he knows from the very beginning it's not going to work out. I'm just going to be in tears if I just force this out of me, right? Absolutely. And and I can only imagine how many women out there beat themselves up for when it doesn't work on the first date, for when they feel that 
it went well, but they didn't receive the outcome that they're wanting to receive. So I'm curious now, like a lot of women complain that men don't take them seriously if they if they have sex with them after the first date. How do you think women can navigate around that or shift that mindset at least? I, I hear like, I, I think about two, two different things I want to say about this. The first one is that in this world, a lot of people are not going to take you seriously. <laughs> it's, yep. it, it just doesn't matter. You can be as rich as you want, as clever as you want, have a great job. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, there are always people who are not going to take you seriously. And you have to be okay with that. And sometimes it's going to be a man you went on a date with. Sometimes it's going to be a boss. Sometimes it's going to be, you know. I think to me what's important is do I respect myself? You know, do I have boundaries for myself? Do I have uh, standards for myself? And do I respect them? And and that, that that's what matters. It's not about dating or sex, but I have this anecdote that uh, I was doing a master's degree in international relations and I had to talk to the director of a European delegation about my podcast. I was also mm-hmm. having my own podcast at Yay! the time. <laughs> and I went to talk to him as a, and he thought I was a student and he barely looked at me. He barely talked to me. He was like, I don't have a lot of time. Go quick, blah, 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 blah. And then at some point he he looked at me and he said, yeah, maybe you should apply for one of our internships, you know, unpaid internships for students. And I just, I told him, oh, I'm sorry, I'm working full time at the United Nations. So I, I can't have an internship on top of that. And when I said that, when I said that I was working in an international organization, his whole face just completely changed. And the way he talked to me completely changed. And then he walked me to the door and he shook my hand very professionally and he gave me his his private phone number and he was like, yeah, call me uh, for the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And the way he was treating me was so different just because I went from student to member of staff, you know, and it's just like, I was not respecting him after that, <laughs> but I was just like, you know, some people, they're just going to see you the way they want to see you. They, they're not even looking beyond their own judgment of, of what they assume that you are. So one major, huge piece in all of this is, again, look for it inside of yourself, not in the external world. Uh, respects really should come from within. That's my first piece. And then the second one is, and I am dealing with it as well, we women have a major wound around respect and men. So we we often go to this place of, they are out to get me, you know, men are out to disrespect me. And every time they do something, it's because they, they want to show me that they don't respect me. They want to show that they're more powerful or, or things like that. And very, very often they're just minding their own business. You know, they're just doing their things and it has nothing to do with me. And, and we, we go into the story of, oh my God, this guy is disrespecting me and I'm so angry now. And it's not true. It's just not true. You know, that's a really good point too, because the reason I have a very short-lived dating life is because I've stopped myself from dating because I was scared that I'm going to get kidnapped when I go <laughs> on with random strangers. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm scared that if they pay for my meal, they're expensive. They expect me to have sex with them. And at that time, I was, I haven't done anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know 
if it's okay to say no. It's like I just have a huge fear on dating and men in combination of that. Like I have tons of guy friends, but mm-hmm. if I put it in a in a dating space, I just so have so much fear because I've always put it in a way that they have the power and they dictate how the the date would go. They decide what would be the tone of the dating experience. Whereas after I've actually put myself out there, I've realized that I have the power because I have what they want. Like <laughs> I decide now where we're going to eat, right? I make sure that I can pay for my meal, but if they offer to pay for my meal, great, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. And finding that sense of empowerment from within, knowing that I set the tone for where it's going to go. Like I've done a lot of dates where at that time I didn't know what Tinder was and I was using Tinder and I was so new. I was only like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then I went on a date and then the guy and it. I was so naive. I end up going to his house and then the next thing I know, he starts stripping naked and I'm like asking myself, what are you doing? (laughs) And then he's like, "Uh, I met you on Tinder. So, you know, it's a a hookup app. And so I'm just getting ready. And I'm like, thinking to myself, like, "Uh, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. And so I have to tell him, I'm really sorry. I think we're not on the same page on this. I I just have to go. Like, I'm not going to have sex with you. <laughs> like, this is my first <laughs> date ever in my adult life. I'm not just going to have sex randomly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with random sex, but the fact that. Oh, that seems awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you're describing. <laughs> I feel bad for him, honestly. And he's such a nice guy for like warning me, you know, you're lucky that, you know, it's it's me and I'm cool with this. If it's other guy, they'll probably be frustrated. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you could have been in, in danger. I mean, you could have been in danger in that situation. But that's that's the thing, that there is always an element of, of danger when you're meeting a stranger, right? It doesn't matter which yes. app you're using. It doesn't matter what kind of date you go on. I mean, there's always, you never know who you're going to, who you're going to be with, but when you start dating a guy and then you project those fears that you've had bad experiences with some guys. And then now every time you have a new guy you're dating, you project those fears onto him. It's not fair. It's just not fair. And it's putting him in an impossible situation where he has to kind of prove to you that he's not a bad guy. He shouldn't have to do that. You know, you should come from the place of expecting to be with a nice guy. And then if he does something to, you know, to create a problem, then yes, you can you can become angry. But becoming angry even before he's done anything because you're scared, that's not fair. <laughs> and I think that's very true. A lot of women do project their own past hurt to new men that they meet, which mm-hmm. resulted to them not having a good experience in the date to begin with, being yeah. resentful for sleeping with someone and that someone didn't take them seriously or just decided mm-hmm. I just want to get laid. I was in a dating app recently and I was just trying to observe how people go like in the dating scene. And it's interesting how women put in the dating app as one of their profiles. I'm not here to hook up. Right? Mm-hmm. They're just like, put it out there. Like, I don't want to hook up. I'm not interested with you, blah, blah, blah. But for men, they're very straightforward with like, I'm just here to hook up. Yeah. And it's it's somewhat interesting when those two people who said, 
I don't want to, I don't want to hook up, meet a guy, strike a conversation with someone whose intention is, I just want to get laid really. Mm. And then them coming together and then the guy getting what he wants and the woman aspiring or hoping to get what he wants as if the guy would change his mind. And Mm. I think that's a very interesting dynamic that men, it's easy for men to set boundaries on what they want and and women kind of like I have a boundaries but I'm will, I'm willing to shake it out or wiggle it out if eventually I'm going to get what I want which is a serious relationship what do you think about that well to be fair I think it happens in both directions I think men also have a wound around around women it's just a different one there's more a fear of women trying to trap them in relationships yep that's <laughs> so true I've the, heard that before the, yeah, the opposite of, of the mirror, of course. But now, I mean, men seem to have strong boundaries, but sometimes afterwards when they do get trapped in a relationship, then they lose all sense all sense of boundaries, you know, and they lose all sense, all sense of themselves. So I think it depends more on who you are as a human being and where you are on your journey with boundaries, because I think it is a journey. We are not taught as children to have boundaries, to have strong boundaries, quite the opposite. We are taught that we need to do whatever the adults say that we have to do, you know, all the time. Uh, And so it it does make sense that every adult grown up uh, has to learn (laughs) to say, to, to say no. Some men, in my experience in the dating world so far, they have too strong a boundary sometimes. So it's like, it's my way or it's the highway all the time. And and that can be frustrating because it's, it's like, okay, maybe we could negotiate that. And if, if there's an issue, we can try and find a compromise. But from what you're saying with this idea of, oh, I'm going to hook up with this guy in the hope that he's going to change his mind. Uh, it's very unlikely. Uh, it's a lot of energy spent in the wrong in the wrong space, in my opinion. A guy having sex with a woman does not mean that he wants anything more and vice versa. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it must happen the other way around. I don't know <laughs> that some men was, you know, fall in love with a woman and she becomes super distant with, with him and, and push him away, you know. Uh, yep I kind of did that I remember like when I got engaged I left I left my husband for seven months because I'm like okay I have to figure out do I really I said yes but do I really want to do this and I have to navigate that space on my own without dragging him with that emotional cycle that he's not necessarily need to be involved in and I think ultimately if a woman wants to sleep on a first date it needs to come from a very honest place from within them, right? Absolutely. Like, is it what they want? Is it that they truly desire? Do they have mm-hmm. any expectations? And if they have any expectations, have they communicated that expectation, right? I remember Absolutely. my husband, when we were dating, because I was so new to this this idea of dating, he invited me to go over at his place at 10 o'clock in the evening, and I was really, really conservative back then. And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable going at his place at 10 o'clock in the evening. I'm like, I don't know this guy as much. I've only went out with him like four times. Mm-hmm. And then what? The, and then I start creating stories in my head like, oh, my God, is he going to expect me to sleep with him on like when I go mm-hmm. over at his house at 10 o'clock in the evening? Like, what is he expecting? And he genuinely just want to see me because we only see each other once a week. And turns out 
I finally said it. I the reason why I don't want to go to your house because I don't want you to think I'm cheap mm-hmm. because it's late at night and I'm going to a stranger's house to do what? Like, what are you expecting for us to do? And I mm-hmm. think when I finally said it and set that boundary, he said, "I'm really." I just really want to see you. We can just watch movie. I don't expect you to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think you're cheap just because you're hanging out with me. And I think being able to say that really changed the tone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go with you. Just take me home like at 12 maybe or one. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's a really eye-opening moment for me that the more I start to becoming honest with myself and being mm-hmm. able to speak that honesty to whoever I'm dating or seeing, it would definitely change the tone. Mm-hmm. Like for you, what is your experience when you start becoming honest with whenever you go out on your first date with men? Well, I like to think that I'm always honest. <laughs> um, but it's more... For me, the the difficulty is more expressing my needs, expressing Mm -hmm. my needs and saying to a guy, like, I want to see you more. For example, I want you to take me on that kind of date. So, you know, expressing that kind of things for me is extremely vulnerable. So it's very, very scary for me to do that for Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons uh, to do with my conditioning and, and the way I was brought up and my previous experience experiences with guys. But I've seen that. At the beginning of the dating process, I stay very closed off for a long time because I, I need to see that the guy is consistent in his interest in me. So it's not about sex. We can have sex from day one or we cannot have sex for weeks. It doesn't matter to me. It matters. Does he text me? Is he interested in my life? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. does does he want to see me? That kind of thing. Does he think about me? Can I express myself freely if I want to send him a stupid meme can I do it and he's going to respond he's not going to just like ghost me or whatever yeah (laughs) Uh, and so if I don't have that I will not open up and so I will not talk about my needs because I don't want to depend on that person for anything as long as I don't feel that there is this this thing going on I'm just gonna stay very closed and I think that's one of the reasons I can have sex really early on without getting attached because that's the problem that's also one of the reasons people tell women to not have sex on first dates that a lot of women they have sex and then they are super attached right away and then they become really anxious about the guy is he going to call me back is he going to be interested is he going to be blah 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 for me it takes weeks and months before I feel comfortable to even open enough to, to start expressing my needs and stuff like that. So, so maybe that's why for me, it's easier to have lower expectations and to be, you know, because I'm, I'm this closed off. Uh, and then I open slowly and finally, you know, we can, we can start a real relationship. Um, but that's the way I, I function, which is something I'm working on a lot so that I could, I would like to be able to express my needs right away, uh, that would be so much better and it would make the experience easier. But I'm not quite there yet. So, you know, I'm on a journey. I keep I keep saying these things, you know, we when we learn about relationship, love and relationships, a lot of people say that relationships are a great container for growth because two people can learn to communicate, be vulnerable and then grow together. But I find that 
dating is an amazing container for growth, for self-growth. Because every time something happens with someone, I can reflect about my own situation, my own wounds. What does this situation woke up in me? You know, he didn't call me back. And then I felt, you know, after two days and I felt like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. Why am I reacting like this? How can I give myself the love and the attention that I'm looking out in the world for, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of things. So yeah, that's, that's how I see dating. <laughs> well, I, I, I love your, your perspective on dating as a, a space for growth as well, because not, not just women, but not everyone recognizes that dating is a certain type of relationship that you can actually learn from. And it, and what the beauty of it is that you don't have to stick with one person just to like, learn more about yourself you can keep trying with different people and then start asking my yourself about what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. and then go from there and i think you are on a beautiful journey (laughs) of of growth (laughs) and 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 Sometimes what I envy as a married woman, <laughs> I recently got married in August and then now I'm dating app. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and now I'm on dating apps. My husband knows about it. I tell him like, darling, the market out there right now is really good. Like with COVID <laughs> and everything, every good quality men are surfacing online. I don't know if I married the right time. I'm like, I think I got married think, too early. <laughs> I think that's an illusion. Being in this in this pandemic and having been dating for a while, it's that's an illusion. It's it's been really hard actually. Uh because I feel that right now something told me someone told me that and it really resonated that everyone is going through something right now. There is not one person that you're going to cross in the street who is not in a deep self-introspection moment in their lives because of COVID, because of isolation, because of everything that happened. And everyone is dealing with some kind of uncertainty on the global level, on the personal level. And so everyone is a little bit uncertain. Everyone is very scared about what's going to happen next. You know, when can we go out again? Those, those kind of things. And it makes the dating experience really weird. Because everyone is, I want connection, but I've been alone for the past few months. And so it's not too much. I don't want too much connection, but I want connection. But it's this weird dance that is that is going on with, with oh, my God, connection. Yes. And then, oh, my God, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. And for me, like, my husband know that I just talk too much. I have a lot of energy to give. And and so he understand my my desire of just like talking to people and and using online apps as an avenue for me to keep talking more (laughs) and it's i've noticed how there are men who are really out there willing to be vulnerable and open and there are men who's just like i just want to get down to business are you in or Mm -hmm. are you not like are you looking for because a lot of men obviously because i'm married i would say i'm not really looking i'm just here to chit chat a lot mm-hmm. some men would be like sure let's have a chit chat let's learn more about each other mm-hmm. other men just like if you're not looking i don't really want to do anything with you and i'm like i understand mm-hmm. it's you just want to preserve your energy someone that's there could be a potential outcome and and you're right this dance of i want to have a connection but not too much so just mm-hmm. stay there and mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to get overwhelmed 
Yeah, or, or the other way around also. You get people who get really anxious because they haven't had connections for a while. And so if they see potential for connection, they go, oh, yes, yes, yes. And they start calling you all the time and they want to know everything about you. And they, they, they're like, uh, yeah, everything seems a little bit unbalanced right now. Maybe it's just me because I am on that journey and this is the place I am at. Or it's the pandemic. I don't know exactly. I would yeah. to, to ask more people about their experience. But I feel like it hasn't been great for anyone. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Leila, for your honesty and your openness around this conversation about women empowerment, being honest with yourself, sleeping on the first date. And for our listeners out there who want to follow your work, how can they find you or where they can find you? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it, it was really great uh, chatting with you. You can find me on Instagram. So it's Leila Coach, L-E-I-L-A Coach. Uh, and you can find most of my work there. And there is a link on my Instagram to my blog where I post a few articles about my journey and what I'm going through. And yeah, every, every time something good happens, I put it on my Instagram. Well, thank you so much. I'll attach um, your article that you wrote about sleeping on a first date on our um, description box below. But All thank right. you. Thank you for coming into my podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much, Layla, for coming into my podcast. For people who enjoyed listening and would like to follow her work, you can find her on Instagram again at Layla Coach. I'll be adding her information in the description box, including the link of her recent article about having sex on the first date. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Francis, and until next time. <laughs>